Hi there, and welcome or welcome back to the Untold Lives of Legal Aliens. I'm your host, Lady Arbolea. I know I have taken a little longer than usual to upload a new episode, but we will continue with the bi-weekly posts from now on, so stay tuned. And if you have liked the episodes thus far, please don't forget to rate the podcast and subscribe so you're up to date with the new episodes. I ask also to please bear with my voice. I'm recovering from a flu or a cough or whatever it was everyone in my office had last week. Um, so yeah, that's also been fun to get through. But getting right onto it, I wanted to reflect a little bit on last episode where I had the honor of interviewing Isabella Boldoni and getting all the insights from her untold life as an alien. Thanks to Isabella and her conversation about her life, we learned that for international students once we graduated. We have a critical 90-day time frame to be able to secure a job or to contemplate going back home. If you think about it, 90 days to find a job in today's job market is a crazy time frame. And somehow, international students all over the U.S. are getting it done. And so you understand a little bit more of how this works. This time frame is cumulative. So, for example, when Isabella first uh, got laid off and was looking for a job. She didn't use the full 90 days to find a second job. And so she was able to use that remaining window after she decided to leave that job to find another one. But she only had 17 days left, which is an extremely small window to find a new job, especially at a place that you would see yourself working at for the next five years or so if you're contemplating staying in the U.S. And also we learned that if the job you have does not sponsor a work visa for you, or if you, after you know further reflection, decide that it just doesn't align with your aspirations and you decide that you do not want to stay at the job, then you have to go home, wherever home is for you, and regardless of how many years you have been living in the States. And this is exactly what Isabella's situation was like. And she's now back in her country in Panama. But she did live with one thing that no one can take away from her, which is her education. You know, both academic and all the life lessons that I'm sure she gained through her time here. Which I think that leaves her the more emotionally in tune with herself and the more aware of the importance of her mental health to overcome it all. And I think that this is a decision that for sure was not taken lightly. And I feel like this may be the predicament that a, a few of you know her friends that are international, a few of my friends that are international, anyone that is just a foreigner has gone through at some point or is going through right now. The thought of where do I go from here if I have no more steps to stay? Do I go home or do I keep fighting? And I think that that was such a beautiful thing for her to come to conclude for herself because the more emotionally in tune she became with herself, the more that she realized that she needed to choose herself, you know. And I actually have been prepping a few interviews that are coming up in the next episodes for you guys. And in talking to one of the guests that I'm very excited to have on board, she's amazing. I've heard so much of her story and I'm super super excited for you guys to hear it we were talking about this context that 
when we move to this country, you know, we're on our teens, on our teenager years. And during this time, like we're barely forming our identity and we're already pushed into the system. And so I don't think that we prioritize knowing as much of ourselves as knowing how to survive in the system that we're now living in. And so she was telling me, you know, when you first move to the U.S., you don't get to stop and think, hey, I'm going to figure out who I am as a person because you're on the go 24-7, 365. And that really resonated with me because I have been feeling lately like, you know, there's a period of time where you just question your identity, especially after you're done with all the education you came to this country to do or the, all the education that you told yourself you wanted to do. And you start figuring it out what parts of yourself are truly part of your essence and what part of yourselves were just habits that you picked up on either for survival reasons, for external programming that you didn't think it through at the moment and just kind of became a habit and then became part of you, right? And so it's a lot of self-reflection. And I think that it's also harder in today's society, whether you're an immigrant or not, to not try to see where you're at and see who you are and compare yourself to others. And it's such an easy trap to fall into as an immigrant because sometimes you're just tired of working twice as hard to get the exact same thing or less than someone else would. And hey, I know that's literally why we moved to this country for better opportunities. We knew we we're going to have to work harder. I just think that sometimes equally footed people don't realize the privilege that it is to have citizenship and not have to stress about all of these other factors like always having to be in the eyes of your employer in the eyes of your teacher in the eyes of yourself which is the hardest part quote-unquote extraordinary right because that's the expectation of this country if you want to stay here is that you have to excel you have to be able to prove that you are way better than an American would and I do understand that that's a part of protecting their own citizens and I respect that a lot but I also feel that the people that have been here for so long doing things the right way should be rewarded at some point for trying the right way to get there but either way I think that that was a big reflection I had from Isabella's podcast and from talking to this uh, new guests that I'm bringing in and also because I had the opportunity to go back home to Peru a few weeks ago and this was a trip that I was looking forward to for so long because I finally got a chance to go to my hometown which I hadn't gone back to since before the pandemic so it had been a few years and when I got home honestly I <laughs> I had such a shock like a heartbreaking one because my city like my chiclayito um it looked like it had gone through a war like i got off the airport and i saw young yards in the outskirts of the city but my dad and i went to have lunch at our favorite restaurant by the beach on the road there there were burned traces from where my dad had told me that it had incinerated bodies because there was no space in the morgues after COVID to 
hold more bodies and they had to find a place because at some point the bodies were just piled in the street. When we were in the city trying to go to this restaurant with my godmother that I hadn't seen in years, that we usually had breakfast at when I was a kid, all the streets around the place were closed off because there were blocks upon blocks open up for construction. They were trying to put in new sewage piles or tubes. Um, but that had been opened up for two years and nothing was being done. People were getting sick from that exposure. Like, a complete mess. And to see the place I had grown up in where I held so many goofy and good memories and just such core memories for me all changed and quite literally destroyed i think it broke me further than i already was coming into my country and it was such a realization like in a way i felt like it broke me beautifully <laughs> because it It reminded me of where I came from and it reminded me of everything that I have been able to overcome through the time I've been gone and how far I've been able to make it. And in some sense too, it rekindled my purpose of why I left, you know, to become better, to become the best version of me possible so that one day I can return to my city all fulfilled and accomplished and help my CD out of the mess that we somehow found ourselves in. This moment literally made me remember how grateful or how blessed actually I truly was because there were so many things in my hometown that I was just taking for granted here in the US, right? And it also really reminded me <laughs> in a very tangential way to the message of the first tattoo I ever got which is Kintsukuroi, which is a Japanese art style where they break pottery or pottery is broken and then you glue it back together with gold. And this art style, and it's almost like a way of thinking, teaches you something very valuable that, you know, there is so much uncertainty in life and one way or another, it will break you. But you are the more beautiful because of that breaking. Because through that breaking, you become more in tune with yourself and with your soul. What your soul aches for, what it longs and yearns. And sometimes even what your true heart desires are. And I think that the best part of all of that is that you can truly put yourself back together. It's such an attainable thing. And it's so beautiful to see it in yourself and in others. Just to see that you're prioritizing your need like Isabella did of just saying, okay, this is as far as this stage goes and I have to continue elsewhere because it's where I think it's going to work out best. And you just follow your hunch and you follow your instinct in that way. And you do have to be intentional about it. And I feel like after seeing this in my city, I asked my dad, who's actually also an attorney, if there's there was a way that I could give a talk or something for this, for, you know, the people that I've seen growing up and... I was able to participate in a conference in my hometown about my immigration experience, both as an immigrant, but also now as an immigration attorney. And it was something beautiful because it allowed me to relive my own experience in a more objective way 
and yeah, see the challenges, but also the successes and kind of be an example for other people that wanted to do the same thing. And the endearing sense of pride that followed this event was so fulfilling. And it wasn't just because I could be resourceful, which I always love to do. But it was also because I had the opportunity to help people that have held me as a child or have seen me play competitive sports and sacarme la mugre. <laughs> and people that have been at my home, you know, celebrating with my parents for their birthdays. And this is what really reminded me what all of these years of education and struggle and climbing uphill mountains were for. And at least to me, that is to be of service to others. You know, talking about how I realized that I had taken so much for granted while I was in my country. There were so many things that happened that I never think twice about in the U.S. Like the availability of clean water, constant electricity, the feeling of being safe to walk around alone as a woman at night in certain places of Miami, which is where I live, <laughs> but also the security to walk alone in general. Like in my city, nowadays, there's so many businesses that are laundering money and it has made crime skyrocket like crazy. It was such a palpable and tangible thing. Like you could see people, they had no shame on showing off their money. And people in my city don't have money like that, you know? <laughs> and so it's a lot of realization moments. And I think that just being able to go home and see that really re-sparked me. And yes, of course, I had a privilege in my country that I do not have here, which is the security of my permanence. But even with that security, I feel like there are so many things out of our control that becoming absorbed and even sometimes obsessed with obtaining such security in this country will definitely have fear and not trust and not faith seep into every aspect of your life and it will eventually lead you astray. So I think that this is a very common feeling for those who have left their homes and immigrated to the States because the realization of our impermanence in this country can be overwhelming. However, it's not this realization itself that sinks you, but the fact that you feel so alone through this realization that does. And I feel like that will keep you in a constant state of worry and anxiety that sometimes makes you act, or at least I know it has made me act in ways that I don't even recognize as myself. So this long-winded anecdote boils down to just going back to Kintsukuroi, right? And really embracing that you are more beautiful for enduring all the things that life has thrown at you and put you through. And for having the bravery of mending yourself back together. Whether that is you as an immigrant overcoming a challenge of just in, it, in on itself moving to this country alone or with your family. Who knows what your experience was like. And in that situation, sometimes we are the first ones to neglect that we are strong because it's what is expected of us. And that expectation is such BS because... 
No one is meant to be strong all the time. We are human. And as human beings, we can break. And hell, we should break. <laughs> because that's what's going to make us more in touch with ourselves. That's what's going to remind us of our humanity. We're not robots. We're not meant to be perfect. We're not meant to fit in this tiny little square that people have, you know, marked for us. And it's not even tiny. It's huge. Extraordinary, right? And it's just a reminder of that. Like, I feel that Isabella's story is such a beautiful embodiment of how human she is and how in tune with herself she has become because of everything she has endured. It's the perfect embodiment of Kinskudoi. And just going back to yourself. And of course, finding refuge in those that provide that space for you, right? Which I do hope that everyone gets to develop and curate with time because you know who you were five years ago and who you are today i'm assuming it's a drastically different person and if it isn't well do some introspection you don't always need to be changing but hell you should be growing a little bit you know five years is a long time <laughs> but either way i hope this was insightful this was more of a reflective episode more than like a storytelling even though you did get to hear a little bit about my city, which I hope that in a few years from now, we'll be in a better state. But get really excited because there's some really fun guests coming on in the few weeks to come. And I'm really excited to introduce some of my friends from like my past career. Some are people that I aspire to be like, and some are just people that I, by happenstance, have gotten to know and have had an interest in my podcast which I'm very grateful and happy for to want to be involved in this so yeah I hope that everything has been good and happy valentines I hope you have a great day in my country today is not just a day of love but it's also the day of friendship so however you're spending it I hope you have un muy feliz día de la amistad y del amor